Hi, I'm John Marr, and I'm here today with Brett Rajensky, General Manager of NETR, a residential and commercial HVAC contractor in Massachusetts. Welcome, Brett. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Sure. And our special guest today is Jay Spanks of Green Mountain Electric Supply, the largest Generac generator distributor in the Northeast. Welcome, Jay. Thanks, John. Glad to be here. Sure. Yeah, so, uh, so Jay, what is a whole home generator, and what is that used for? Uh, the whole generator is used for when you lose power. It could be either for just emergency backup or for the whole home. So whenever a home loses power due to storm, down power lines, this keeps the power on. And you can do smaller portions of the house, where it's just the fridge and stove, or you can do the actual whole home itself, which includes the lighting, emergency backup, lighting, uh, pretty much everything top to bottom. Okay. And how are generators rated? Is it by like the amount of power that they supply? Yes. Yeah, it goes by the amount of kilowatts that you need. And so how do you like determine that and select the right generator for a home? Uh, you know, you said you can get ones that would just run maybe the essential things like your refrigerator, and then you can get other ones that will supply lights and, and electricity, maybe continue watching TV during a blackout or something like that. You know, so how do you select the right size generator for a home? And, and how does that load management uh, play a part in, in operating a generator? So you actually select your size two ways. First, you want to determine whether you want emergency circuit power or you want a complete backup system. The size system we've chosen based on the demand. So the allocation of power can be handled by two ways. One, self-managed to an interlock in the load center or a GenTran system, and that has predetermined emergency loads. Two, you can also use an automatic transfer switch that'll transfer the power with an outage when an outage is detected. And can you go into a little bit more detail about those different types and, and you know what people should be looking for and what what those do? So you, you really want based on the size of your home, the amount of power that you're consuming. If it's a smaller square footage home, obviously you don't need a larger kilowatt system. You can get away with a 14 or 16 kW generator. But if you have a larger home and want to have everything powered back up as soon as the power goes out, you want to go to a larger size and really maximize the load. Brett, what do you guys, uh, you know, generally see in terms of uh, installing uh, generators? You, you know, you're, are you looking at uh, these, you know, 14 to 16 kilowatt ones? Or are you looking at uh, larger ones generally? So, you, you know, John, it's a, that's a great question. It's, um, there's an application for everyone and, and everyone's needs are a little bit different. So we do certainly have some people who need or want to simply cover the essentials. So I, I want my refrigerator, my freezer, and my HVAC to be able to run uh, during an outage. So they can usually get away with a smaller generator, maybe a 14-kilowatt generator. We have other folks who want life to be uninterrupted, you know, so they the power goes out, they want it to come back on, and they want to be able to use everything from you know, the microwave, the stove, the HVAC, the hair dryer, and everything else. And that's and that's great. And there's a solution for each. So it all starts out with the site survey. When we visit with the homeowner, we ask a lot of specific questions about what their goals are. And also some people have specific needs. So for instance, some people may have, you know, health issues that require things like oxygen concentrators or other things like that. So we we try and identify what what must you have what would it be nice to have? And then lastly, what what is it that you want? What's your picture of this like? My experience has been that it tends to fall into two buckets. You have folks who want just those essentials. Hey, I want my heat and hot water to work. I'd like to have some lights on and I want my fridge to run. The rest of it, you know, I'm unlikely to be without power for days on end. I'll figure out a way. 
Uh, and then the other end of the spectrum is, no, I, I want I want there to be two seconds where I have no power in my house, and then I want everything to go back just like I'm connected to the grid. Right. So that's what I find. And certainly there's folks in between, but that's those are the two most common categories for us. Okay. And how is a, a whole home generator installed? Do you have to uh, get permits, you know, for that? Are there certain electrical requirements that you have to have on your electrical panel in, in, in your house in order to install a generator? Sure, sure. Yeah, and so, you know, I'll take them in the order that you mentioned. You know, permits, yeah, you absolutely have to pull a pull permits, appropriate permits to have that put in. Anyone who's, um, if you were ever to, to work with a contractor who was telling you that, uh, oh, and hey, we'll do this without permits, permits are there for your protection. So that someone from the municipality, a, a licensed inspector, comes and per, inspects and verifies that the work was done in a workmanlike professional code meeting manner. So um, permits aren't a bad thing. They're there for your protection as a homeowner. So yeah, typically you need an electrical permit uh, because we're doing some fairly significant electrical work. Uh, the next thing that you typically need is a gas permit because we're now uh, typically connecting these to, well, it's obviously one of the two, either natural gas or propane. So you need a gas permit pulled. And in some cases, because of where it's put, and this is very different by municipality, sometimes you need even a building permit. Um, even though it's just something that's going on, a pad near your home, it depends how far it is from property lines and stuff. Those aren't super common, but there are some places, especially in more urban areas, who do require those. So those are some of the things that, that you really have to see there right away, you know, is, is making sure that you're working with someone who's doing that and that they're using licensed professionals to do it. You know, in the case of NETR, we use license, our own staff licensed electricians to do all the electrical work. So these are all Massachusetts and New Hampshire, depending on where you're having the work done, licensed journeyman electricians or apprentices working under that electrician. Same thing with our gas connections. We have, you know, we have a licensed gas fitter on staff who's out there doing all of that, uh, shall we call it, you know, all the gas fitting, all the plumbing work uh, that needs to happen to supply fuel to this generator so that you have unlimited power during that outage. So two very important things there. Yeah, and you brought up a good point there, too, that uh, people might not think about, which is that that gas connection. You said you can run these uh, generators off of natural gas or, or propane. <laughs> you know, when I think of a generator, I think of, you know, getting out the uh, gasoline, you know, tank and, and filling it up with gasoline like I would my lawnmower or something like that. Jay, are all of the, you know, uh, different types of generators that you uh, supply, you know, run with natural gas or propane? Or do, do some of them still use that old, uh, you know, gasoline tank? Uh, the only one they use is the gasoline, is the portable ones. Uh, but everything else is either natural gas or liquid propane. And it has the option on each unit where you can run either natural gas or liquid propane. Okay. And what's the advantage of that over, over the gasoline ones? Uh, it, it's a more solid unit. It's a, a permanent solution, as opposed to if you just have your temporary gas. Because if, if you have gas, much like your car, and it's sitting there, it's going to get dirty. It's going to start clogging up the parts. This has the free flow and lines. And it keeps everything fresh. Correct. Correct. Right. You don't want to have that gasoline sitting there for a, a year or a year and a half or something like that before the next uh, uh, power outage. And then you find out, oh, I can't, it, it won't run because uh, that, that gasoline's too old. <laughs> exactly. You know, the other thing that I'll say, John, is the advantage of, let's say, natural gas is it's it's unlimited. Okay. So you can be without power for literally almost forever, you know, uh, you know, so, uh -huh. so uh, I used to live in a very rural area and I did not have natural gas. So I had a, a generator on my home, a portable one that was 
that was hooked up there where I would have to fill with gasoline. I literally used to, because I would lose power sometimes for three to five days on end, I would have to keep that full and 30 gallons in my garage yeah. of fuel. That's a lot of fuel to have to in my garage, yeah. And I had to go out there every eight hours or so, shut it down, refuel it, which is not what you want to be doing during an ice storm, a snowstorm and stuff. And, and uh-huh. you know, especially in those days, as a fair, fairly able-bodied younger man, yeah, I could do that, but a lot of folks maybe aren't in that situation where they can physically do that. The beauty of natural gas, you know, propane is limited, but you can certainly, you know, attach it to a, a very large tank or set of tanks. Uh, with natural gas, it can just run and run and run. You could be without power for two weeks and still run your entire home on on that because, again, it's essentially an unlimited uh, supply. So big advantage there over gas. Right, absolutely. Definitely. And also when you when you get the the portable units, a lot of times you'll store them inside a garage or inside of a shed. When you're in the middle of a storm, you lose a power, you take that out for health reasons, safety reasons, you can't have it running indoors. So just physically, it's a lot tougher to do. You know, you get free if you have six, eight, 12 inches of snow, you try and drag out this two, 300 pound unit. Sure. It be- becomes a little bit of a, a hazard, if you will. Yes. So having the permanent standby unit is definitely the way to go. And do generators like that, uh, whole home generators, need regular maintenance and, and, and what's involved in that? Sure. They, uh, so to keep your warranty intact, and quite frankly, it's just good practice, they do need an annual maintenance. So, um, And in that annual maintenance, it's not a lot different than uh, having your HVAC system maintained. You know, we come in, we clean it, we replace filters, uh, we replace, you know, uh, spark plugs if necessary. There's an oil change because there is an engine in there. Um, that's lubricated. So yeah, we come in and we fix or replace anything that we find. We we find small issues before they get big. Uh, and then again, we do that regular maintenance, get a fresh air cleaner in there, get fresh oil in there. If your spark plug is approaching end of life, get that replaced. And that does two things. Number one, it keeps your warranty intact with the manufacturer. It's been certified. Well, it's been serviced by a certified professional, which our, our teams are certified. And then the second part is, well, guess what? It's it's going to work when you want it to work. That's probably even more important. You know, it's it's great to have a whole home generator, and then if you don't uh, service it for three years and you go to use it and it doesn't work, why do you have a whole home generator? So it's inexpensive maintenance done annually that pays a lot of benefits. So you want to have that regularly maintained, even if it's not being used. Like you said, you could you could potentially go a couple of years or a few years. Uh, without having to use your generator, you know, because you, you you haven't lost power. Maybe there hasn't been a bad storm in in your area, or or, or, uh, or for whatever reason, your you know your your area hasn't lost power. But you still want to have your generator maintained to make sure, like you said, so that 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 time when the power does go out, you're able to have it run right away and not have any issues with it. Correct. Yeah, it's it's very similar to your car. You know, if you don't drive your car a lot, you want to make sure you're keeping up with the you know basic maintenance, your oil changes. The longer you do that, the more regular and consistent you are, the longer it's going to last. You know, home standby generator that'll be on your property twenty, thirty years. Yeah. So you take the couple hours, you know, say once a year, do the the updated maintenance, and and you're good to go. Yep. Yeah. Very much like your car and changing your oil and doing rotating your tires. Yeah. There's a, a little maintenance that's involved too. Uh, ensure that that thing is ready to to serve you when you need it. So yeah, a little bit of maintenance for a lot of peace of mind. Yeah. Is there anything that a homeowner can do themselves to sort of, uh, you know, keep it working? Should they be running the generator, uh, you know, uh, every so often to just make sure that it's that it's running yeah. properly? Yeah. I, I, I would tell you the um, part of the beauty of whole home generators is that 
there's really not much that the homeowner has to do. So uh, the the whole home generators of 20 or 30 years ago, yeah, you should go out, okay, you had to run it a certain amount uh, to help make sure that the battery that starts it is charged and, and several other things. Now you don't have to do any of that. So the system will automatically run itself and perform a diagnostic that's usually, there's different intervals that can be set up, but weekly, weekly or twice a month. Uh, it does a couple things. It does its own diagnostic. It also charges the battery that then starts the generator when the power is out. Uh, and then the other thing that, that it, and of course, it lubricates the engine by running and that sort of thing as well. And then the, the other thing that it does is um, the modern generators that are typically Wi-Fi connected. If there's an issue, it's going to go tell someone about it. Yeah. So um, so it's not a matter of, of you've got to go do something uh, to make this happen, it's it's taking care of it all on its own. So, yeah. So you so it is running, but it's uh, occasionally in order to to keep in shape. But yep. uh, but it, but it's doing it on on its own. You don't have to think about it at all. Yeah, it's pre-programmed. And what Jay typically every two weeks, yep. 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 two weeks it'll run twenty to thirty minutes, which exercises the engine, lubricates the engine, uh, recharges the battery, and also again it's performing its own diagnostics to make sure that power output is correct. And and if there's an issue. Again, great news is it tells someone about it. So, All right, well, that's really great information. Brett and Jay, thanks again for speaking with me today. Thank you. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. And for more information, you can visit the NETR website at netrinc.com or call 781-933-NETR. That's 781-933-6387. <laughs>